talking planting the seeds. The International uh, Symposium on Irrigation of Horticultural Crops in 2023 uh, is our topic this Tuesday. So an expert group of approximately 120 international and South African irrigation and horticultural scientists will be welcome to Stellenbosch uh, on uh, 29 Jan in 2023 for a four-day symposium at the Stellenbosch Institute for Advanced Study Center. The aim of the symposium will be to provide an excellent opportunity to showcase the rich diversity of irrigated horticultural crop production in the Western Cape and South Africa. Partners include the Southern African Society of Horticultural Sciences, water research institutions, commodity organizations for fruit, wine and vegetables, and key role players in the private sector. Joining us now is Professor Stephanie Midgley, Climate Change and Drought Specialist at the Western Cape Department of Agriculture to unpack this. Professor Midgley, good morning to you. Thanks for making time. Yes, good morning, and thanks for having me, and good morning to the listeners. So how would we fare if we look at our local research on water use and and measures to increase water use efficiently? How are we doing? We're actually doing pretty well in South Africa. So if if I may just start with, um, you know, in South Africa, a very wide range of our produce is, is under irrigation. And if we specifically look at the horticultural sector, it's almost all of our fruit and, and most of many of our vineyards and also vegetable farms are under irrigation. So it's a very important uh, subsector in South Africa. Um, if we look at the research that's been done um, over the years, and, and, you know, we have a long history of, of really excellent research on water use and technologies. And in the recent years, I think probably about starting about eight years ago or so, mm-hmm. a lot of funding has been put into um, research to increase the efficiency of water use. Um, for all of these, um, you know, orchards and, and vineyards and, and also vegetables so across different parts of the country. But um, specifically, you know, I work in the Western Cape. So if I can just mention some of the research maybe that, that you know, the focus has been on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we look at very much the accurate measurement of what trees and, and vineyards are actually using on a daily basis and, and through the season to produce the crop that they produce. Mm. Um, and so a lot of research, for example, has been done in, on apple orchards, on citrus orchards. Um, a lot of it is funded by the Water Research Commission, which is really, you know, made this a big focus. And so we've got this very good understanding now really of you know, exactly how much a plant needs to be able to produce at a commercial level. And so from this, you know, we can identify then what are the factors that actually lead to how much that plant needs, and we can start manipulating them. And that's where our increases in, in what we call water, water use efficiency come in. So we're trying to increase production, we're trying to increase yield and, and quality of the fruit for every litre of water that is used to produce that fruit. And, you know, given you know, the results we're getting, South Africa is actually doing very well, mm. uh, if we you know, take it as, as a benchmark, you know, the, the international benchmark. So what are the modern irrigation technologies and practices adopted in the country, and are they accessible? Yes, so, you know, commercial agriculture in this country, and to a very large degree also also um, some of the smallholder farmers that are going commercial, um, are using some of the best technology in the world already. Um, so, yeah, if we look at the choice of irrigation systems, um, you know, it's, there's, there's a wide range. But basically what we're trying to encourage farmers to use is the systems that give us a much greater efficiency of water use. So here we're talking about a system called the micro-irrigation, um, which already gives us a very uh, much bigger water use efficiency than, for example, sprinklers. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, drip irrigation gives us the best water use. And so I think with those of, both of those, the idea is that we want to water only the area that is not accessible by the, the crop plant roots. And we want to reduce the watering of areas where, where there's no, no crop. Um, and also reducing water loss through evaporation, because that's a very big component mm. of the water that is, that is used. So, yeah, we, you know, we do have these technologies available. There's, a, there's some really smart people in the, the companies that sell the technology, the researchers as well, that are adjusting the technology and testing it for different situations. Um, it is widely available, especially the micro-irrigation is very widely available. The drip is a bit more expensive, but, um, yeah, um, I think even even with farmers that are being established, smallholder farmers and new farmers, I think, um, yeah, it's actually standard now to mm. equip those new orchards or vineyards with especially micro-irrigation, which, which is affordable, especially if you look at the value of the product of the, of the fruit that can be exported or the wine. Um, you know, the returns are, are very good on high-value horticultural crops that are under irrigation. So, it's, it's, you know, it's definitely affordable for those kinds of situations. I can imagine you mentioned that water loss also through evaporation is something that you also tackle. It must be difficult to do that because evaporation is a natural process. What do you put in place for that? It is difficult. Um, it's, it's a very difficult one, actually, for farmers, especially in young orchards and vineyards where the plants are still very small. And you have these large areas between the plants and in the rows where there's nothing. And you, we lose a lot of water in those areas. Mm. Um, so more and more farmers are using what we call cover crops. So they'll plant, uh, for example, in the vineyards in the Western Cape, many people are using oats. Mm-hmm. Um, and they plant those in between um, in between the rows of, of the of the crop plant, and what that does mm-hmm. is it, it, it creates a cover on the soil, um, and it's a very fine balance between what water that cover crop needs, um, and maybe competes with the with the crop plant for water. But on the other hand, um, you know the reduction in evaporation that is that is achieved by doing that. All and right. sometimes, you know, people also use mulch. So that's a really important one that, I mean, everybody's being encouraged to put mulch um, around the, the plant bases, and that also reduces evaporation. Okay. So the Western Cape Department's researchers will uh, contribute presentations on several key projects at this gathering, and this includes uh, Fruit Look. Uh, tell us about Fruit Look. Yes. Fruit Look is, um, is a tool that was developed by the Western Cape Department of Agriculture. It started in about 2011, so it's been going for about 10 years now. So what it basically is, it's a web-based tool or a portal. So mm-hmm. the farmers can register, um, and then they get a weekly um, information, which is based on satellite imagery. So the satellite imagery is um, is processed for them, and it's, it's processed and given to them in a, in a data product that tells them what kind of decisions they need to be making on a weekly basis, um, and especially on, on water use efficient irrigation. So the satellites can actually measure what the water status is of the vineyard or of, of the fruit orchard and, and how much irrigation needs to be given at, at any time. Mm-hmm. So um, that way farmers can, you know, they can optimize the irrigation water use, um, they increase their productivity. They can also reduce the risk of crop water stress. And especially if we think about climate change, you know, we're having times now where we get heat, heat stress um, and in the drought, for example, you know, farmers have to find ways to use water, you know, much lower volumes of water um, and try not to stress the plants too much. And so it's, it's a very valuable tool and it's completely free. It's available for free to any farmer who wants to use it. Um, the, the actual tool is free and also training workshops are for free. 
um, yeah, so it's very accessible. It's, it's, it's fairly easy to use and, and farmers can be trained in, 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 in the use. Okay, we've got a message from Donald in Rustenburg who says, good morning, uh, isn't drip irrigation best for citrus? Uh, if you want to irrigate wheat, I'm sure overhead irrigation is the best. So it varies from <laughs> crop to crop. Uh, that's from yes, Donald. Well, you did say that most fruit is under irrigation in the country. Yes, certainly the commercial fruit side is mostly under irrigation. In the Western Capital, where we have winter rainfall, almost everything is under irrigation. And then if you go into the summer rainfall areas, it is possible to produce fruit with, um, you know, there are still some rain-fed orchards, but it's, it's becoming very rare now. I think all commercial farmers are using irrigation systems. Um, and he's absolutely right. Drip is the most efficient. Um, and many of the citrus farmers are using drip. They're mm-hmm. changing from, from micro-irrigation to drip. Um, and certainly we need to encourage people to move away from overhead irrigation where we really lose a lot of water um, into evaporation and to wetting areas that really are, are not productive. Um, you know, they're not being used by the tree. All right, let's take a short break. We continue with our chat here on Sound Awake. Professor Stephanie Midgley, climate change and drought specialist at the Western Cape Department of Agriculture, speaks about uh, irrigation, also the International Symposium on Irrigation of Horticultural Crops, which will be in 2023. Sound Awake on SAFM, 3 to 5 a.m. Continuing our chat then with Professor Midgley, climate change and drought specialist at the Western Cape Department of Agriculture. So, Professor, what are the lessons learned from the 2015 to 2018 drought that could help us better understand water use efficiency and this entire topic on irrigation? Yes, I mean, I think everybody's very much aware of that drought. It, it's one of the worst droughts you've had in, in a long, long time, probably centuries. Um, and you know, farmers are so adaptable. It was amazing. You know, in the Western Cape, our farmers were, they had to cut their water um, use by 60%, yeah. which is massive. Um, mm. Nobody thought that they would be able to, you know, uh, <laughs> survive that, basically. But, um, you know, farmers are, as I said, they're incredibly innovative. And our irrigating, you know, irrigating, irrigating farmers, um, they started developing these decision support tools, which helped them to allocate the water that they did have uh, as effectively as possible. Um, and they applied this in, to deciding on their farms what to do. So if there was an older orchard that was due to be removed because its water use efficiency was very low, uh, they brought that decision forward. So they would remove that orchard, not allocate any more water to it. Um, some orchards, very high-value orchards, they would keep irrigating with the water they did have. And so... You know, there were various decision-making points, and by doing that, they actually reduced the losses to an amazing extent, uh, and there was so much learning from that. Um, and what what was so nice was that, you know, our biggest strength is in sharing information and sharing those experiences, and in the fruit and the wine industries, this happened. Um, so we can only tackle these kind of challenges working together and, and helping, so mm. helping each other. Yeah, so the industries did you know, managed to pull through quite well. Um, the hostile areas, for example, Little Peru, where the drought continued for much longer, mm. those areas have been very badly hit. Um, and, you know, very many orchards had to be had to be removed. But that was an extreme situation. And I think we've also just learned how vulnerable we are to the impacts of climate change. You know, we're expecting in the future that our water resources could dwindle, are very likely to dwindle. Um, and we're going to have to produce and, in, and increase our, you know, our production um, and maintain, 
you know, competitiveness um, with, with less water. And so all the research that has been done in the past came in incredibly handy when it came to these uh, real practical challenges that we had. Yeah. Okay. Part of the committee then uh, at the symposium will comprise of international scientists. How do we understand climate change risks and adaptation better when we look at world leaders such as Spain, uh, Italy and the USA who will be uh, represented at the symposium if we look at examples of these three? I think it's important, um, you know, these are countries that share a similar climate um, with us. For example, California, Spain, Italy, you know, all the Mediterranean countries, we can even add Chile and parts of Australia and then the Western Cape, we all have what's called a Mediterranean type climate. So we get our, our rainfall in winter mm. and so our summer crops have to be irrigated. And so in these countries, there's been a lot of research over a very long time um, around irrigation, using water efficiently. Um, and then, of course, the, the projections for climate change are also similar across these countries. So You know, we've got the continued warming, which is a given anyway, but also in the Mediterranean-type countries, we're expecting less rainfall and more rainfall variability and more droughts, etc. So, you know, all these countries have identified similar risks uh, with climate change, um, and so we can all learn from one another. And I could just say that, you know, South Africa has some really good, some expert scientists um, in climate change, in, in water use, in making the best use of, you know, the very scarce water supplies that we do have. Um, we have some, you know, excellent climate change researchers that are telling us what, what the future may look like, what we can start planning for. Mm. You know, we're using satellite-based imagery, as I said. We're even using drone technology nowadays. The companies that have started up helping farmers using drone technology for the irrigation decisions. Um, and so, yes, we have we have world leaders on certain aspects, but then also we have other leading scientists from around these you know these other countries that will hopefully come to Stellenbosch for the conference, and we can exchange our research, our understanding, our technologies, and we really look forward to that. Absolutely, and these two years will be here now. Now, thanks so much, Professor, uh, for Thank joining you. us, and enjoy your Tuesday. Thanks very much. Bye bye. By Professor Stephanie Midgley, climate change and drought specialist at the Western Cape Department of Agriculture. Our planting the seeds feature here on Sound Awake.